Barry, what's going on, buddy? Hey, happy new year. Happy new year, man. That's right. 2021. I don't know if uh, people are happy or sad that 2020 is uh, is done. <laughs> I don't know, man. I um, I think most people are probably happy because people were in this mindset that 2020 was horrible. Yep. I feel like the older I get and hopefully the smarter I get, the more I realize the year doesn't matter, the week doesn't matter. It's like it's winning the day and um, – like, 2020 was awesome. Yeah, I agree. It's all about how you, I mean, every challenge has an opportunity. So if you were looking for the opportunities, 2020 was awesome. You and know, there were things that obviously like social unrest, racial unrest, all the politics, all that stress, all the, you know, the COVID, the pandemic, like that can lead to stress and like, if you don't really acknowledge it, I think it can build up a little bit. But at the end of the day, you have to just focus on like each day and the opportunities that are there. Well, I think I mean you, you talk about it often, right? Where you know all the political stuff that's out there. I mean, I know we we talk about it. We get you know we get excited about it sometimes, right? But at the end of the day, if you're putting your faith in in any one person or any group of people, then you're already lost. Like you, you already figured out. Like, dude, you're not going anywhere. I mean, it's it doesn't yeah. make a difference. And it's it's, you know, I echo your your feelings, right? I mean, I look at 2020 was, in my opinion, an incredible year. I think it was yeah. it was an awesome year, right? I mean, I think of, you know, all the people that, you know, again are are just expecting that all of a sudden now that's 2021. Now now life's gonna get really easy. Now it's, yeah, you know, now it's gonna be a cakewalk. And, you know, newsflash, I bet you that 2021 is going to be more of the same for everybody. Whether that was good, bad, doesn't matter, right? It's all a matter of what you do with it. You're 100% right, 100%. And the thing is, I think it, it also goes back to, like, New Year's resolutions. Like, people are like, okay, what are my resolutions for 2021? Yep. Like, I don't have any resolutions for 2021. I have life resolutions and I have daily resolutions, Years really don't matter. Yeah, I mean, here. No, it's it's uh, it's funny because I, I was thinking of all the, you know, I shall ask you what what are some of the most common words and phrases that that were floating around in 2020, right? And maybe some of them we've heard before, maybe some of them were completely made up, but mm -hmm. just think of some of them. And I mean, what what are some that come to your mind that that pops up? Phrases, coronavirus, Black Lives Matter. Um, Proud Boys, right? Proud Boys all of a sudden <laughs> publicity. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff, man. I mean, social distancing? Social the hell, distancing. What the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> stop the yeah. spread, right? Stop the spread and then countered with stop the steal, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, dis distance learning. What, learning. what the hell's distance learning? Learning or you're not learning? Like, yeah, uh, hybrid learning, masks, masks was a big one, right? Like, I mean, you know, who, who would have thought that mask would be like a common thing that you just carry around, like a like a wallet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you know. Yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I mean, seventy five hard, right? That was a that was a big 
big term of the year, right? Um, yeah, in some circles, not in all circles. Um, but I'll tell you, man, that that, that number of uh, the list of people that, that I know or we know that is either currently doing it or finished it is growing exponentially. I and mean, it's kind of... It's kind of funny, man. Like I told you, I have so I have three guys that work for me that have all finished it, and mm-hmm. now I've got five or six additional buddies that are doing it right now. Like yeah. it's like it's crazy how in in again 2020, man, all these people did all these great things in a shitty year, right? They capitalize yeah. on opportunity, like you said. Everybody else is going to yeah. sit around and let others dictate how they act and how they behave. And the go-getters are going, they're getting after it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, not, it's also like how you view like all these systems that are in place, all the political systems. Like if you think that that has anything to do with how you're going to, how your life's going to end up, like you're just wrong. Yeah. Like the fact that we live, like people are so, you know, capitalism isn't cool. It creates these wealth gaps. Yeah. Like, no system's perfect. Choose your ism. Marxism is obviously horrible. Yep. Socialism's horrible. Communism's horrible. Capitalism, like, I think is the best repu- representation of freedom, yep. like a free people. So it's really not about, like, you just, like, if you're a U.S. citizen, you're just grateful that you're in a country. And you, you know, every morning you can wake up and decide what you're going to make of your life. Yeah. And if, if you know... If you think the government's holding you back or, you know, your race is holding you back or whatever, you just got to rethink that. Well, but that's the thing is I mean, everybody, there's not a human being on earth that doesn't have a crutch to, to lean on. And everybody could say something. Well, you know, I, I shouldn't have been born this or I shouldn't have been born that or my parents got divorced or, you know, I, I was abused or, I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on and on. And the, the, yeah. the, the thing that I always find, you know, amazing is, you know, at, at every level of socioeconomic status, you can find people from each one of those issues, right? Like you can find people that, that had a silver spoon that are very successful and doing well. You can also find people with a silver spoon that are dirt poor and living on Skid Row, right? Yeah. I mean, you can find people that grew up in the hood that are just crushing life. But then you can find people in the hood that are still living in the hood. I mean, right? It's, it's, but I think it just, it really comes down to, and again, we talk about this a lot. It comes down to the individual. It comes down to, right? Like who, who is truly in control of your destiny or my destiny? It's you and it's me. It's, it's not anybody else. Now there's, you know, I'll argue with anybody that says they did it a hundred percent on their own because nobody does anything a hundred percent on their own, but I'm going to put some asterisks in there, right? Because... There are some people that they're, they're told no by every single person that they ever come in contact with, and they keep they keep going, keep going, keep going, right? I mean, yeah. I was telling you about yeah. the kid that, uh, I say kid, 19-year-old, which, yeah, he's a kid, that I met at, uh, at the mall, you know, when I was doing some Christmas shopping, and I don't know why I just struck up a conversation with him, because he seemed like a sharp kid, he helped me out, I was looking for something, I asked specifically, hey, I don't know shit, this is what I'm trying to do. And he helped me. I was like, dude, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And didn't second guess him. I didn't say, well, I don't know. That seems a little pricey. Let me see something else. I was just like, all right, dude, you know what? You work here. You know what you're doing. Thank you, right? No questions asked. Yeah. But what's funny is I started asking him, just, hey, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up, knowing that he doesn't want to be working at a 
at the mall, you know, for the rest of his life. Yeah, but I asked him, and, and he's like, man, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know. And I asked him, like, are you in school? And, you know, I, I said, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not selling school or not selling school. You do your thing. But I ended up, you know, and this is going to sound weird, and it probably sounded weirder to him, but I ended up asking him for his number. And, uh, <laughs> and I had him write it on the receipt. So he's probably, you know, it didn't dawn on me at the time, but as I was walking out of the store, it dawned on me that this guy's probably like, what the hell is this old guy doing? Getting my number, asking me to text him. But I told him, I said, dude, I'm happy to, you know, talk, talk with you, help you out, mentor, whatever it is. I know a lot of people in the area. Maybe I can point you in the direction that you want to go in. And, uh, you know, long story short, I talked to him today for the first time and uh, had a great conversation and was just kind of asking him stuff and, you know, we talk about people helping and hindering, right? I mean, that's like the big thing in life. But I asked him what his passion was, right? And he said art. A lot of people are passionate about art. I'm not, but he is, and that's that's all good. Um, but he said he lost the passion, right? He's had this passion since he was a kid. And he said he lost yep. the passion at 19 years old. Now, you do the math. 19 is still a kid. How did he lose the passion that quickly, right? Like you know, in a year or two years, whatever it is. And he said that it, it was 100% because of the teachers that he's had, right? Art teachers who, again, art, art is supposed to be creative. It's expressing yourself, whatever it is. But an art teacher, multiple telling him that his art wasn't what the art should be or should look like, you know, which kind of yeah. seems like an oxymoron, right? So, I, I <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny to me because I kind of, you know, I put him on the spot. Again, I'm a stranger to him. He doesn't know me from a hole in the wall. But I told him, I said, look, man, I'm going to put the onus on you. Like, you know, you, me, anybody else in the world that allows other people to kind of dampen their flame or piss on their parade, that, that's our fault. Yeah. We, sh we shouldn't allow yeah. that, right? Yeah. But he's 19 years old. He's a kid, dude. Like, he's yeah. a kid. And, and now he's like a, like a wayward son. Like, uh, what do I want to do? Oh, I'll just get a job at the mall and live with my parents. Knowing damn well that doesn't that's not what he wants to do. Like he doesn't want to be living at his parents' house at nineteen. Right? Yeah. Like Yeah. A, a couple things on that. First of all, like we've talked about with ego, like those teachers that are that are basically stifling out someone's passion, I think that goes back to their own egos a lot of times where it's like they think they have the answers and if like maybe they feel bad about where they are in life, so they're just gonna crush somebody else. Um the second thing is like I think his losing the passion probably comes down to like a self confidence and self esteem issue because I feel like if you truly believe that what you're doing is good like if I'm creating art that I love and I believe in then you just keep doing it yeah so I mean maybe that's not the case maybe he just you know yep. just isn't just got burnt out but like if if you believe in something just like anything else man like if you you want to be a professional basketball player and you know you're out there every day putting in the reps, putting in the shots, yeah. working on your handles, like you can do it, <laughs> yeah. but you, gotta, you have to believe in yourself and your, your talent well, and your abilities. It's funny you say you must have your crystal ball because, you know, the, the one thing that I asked them, I said, you know, what, like, why, why aren't you chasing your passion basically? Right? I'm like, what, what, why, why aren't you doing that? Why are you working at a, you know, a, a clothing store? when you don't want to be doing that like that's not even and it's not a, a, a way to make you know means means meet right it's because he's living at home for free 
So he doesn't need the money, right? And yeah. he said that he's indecisive. He's like, well, I'm just indecisive. And I said, okay, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean indecisive? Why are you indecisive? And his exact words were, he's like, you know, I don't know. I guess I just, I'm thinking about the what ifs, right? The yeah. what ifs. And I said, all right, stop. Help, help me understand. What if what? Like, what if somebody doesn't like your drawing or somebody doesn't like your painting? He's like, well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I guess I just do a lot of like negative thinking. He's like, like, I think yeah. I'm not good enough, or I think this. And I said, dude, right, stop. That's exactly it. So think, think. So one, to me, it's concerning that anybody thinks that they have the right to, you know, put somebody else down for what they're doing. Like that, right off the bat, dude, you're wrong. Like whoever you are, Mr. Mrs. or Mr. Mrs. Teachers, you're wrong, right? But then think of the other side of that. The people he's talking about are teachers. Like... If, if teachers aren't lifting people up and propping people up, then who the hell in society is going to do that, right? Yeah. Like, and, and again, that's, that's a whole nother topic with the school system and, and teachers as a whole because, I mean, I'm passionate about teaching. I'm passionate about education. But I will tell you right now that the majority of teachers are absolute dog shit and they should be fired instantly. And, and I'm not even saying it's their fault necessarily. But... It all comes back to the whole accountability, right? Accountability for, well, I can't help it if my kids are in a, a bad school district or I can't help it if my kids are this or that or that. Like it's never the teacher's fault for when kids underperform, right? And again, yeah. not saying it's the teacher's fault yeah, necessarily, but it, it, it can't not be their fault in every single yeah. scenario. And that's like what Jocko... Billing talks about with extreme ownership. It's like even if it isn't your fault, you got to find the story that makes it your fault. Yep. At every level, the school board they need to figure out how it's their fault. They can't just say, "Well, it's a funding issue." The teachers can't say, "Well, it's the school board's fault," or you know, it's a funding issue. Like you have to find the story that puts it on yourself in order to succeed. Yep. Dude, so, it's 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 yeah. uh, it's crazy though, man. Like, cause you you. I mean, you, you see it all the time. You hear it all the time, right? And I think, you know, again, that's, I mean, that's kind of why we, we started doing this whole thing in the first place. Again, which was in 2020. So, you know, we at least accomplished something in 2020, right? But, but I think yeah. it's, it's, it's that whole account, accountability piece. Like, when you do good, everybody just sits there and wants the whole world to know. This is what I did. This is what I did. But as soon as they make the slightest mistake, even if it's like completely insignificant and no one gives a shit about it, they they either deflect it, well, it's your fault or it's her fault or it's, you know, it's this object's fault. It's not my fault, right? It's like, you yeah. know, we, we talk about like people who are extremely overweight. Who do they blame? Their parents, genetics. Ah, oh, it's my, my dad, it's my mom, it's this, it's that. Bullshit. Like... <laughs> you know, like when's the last time you you literally walked up the stairs instead of taking the elevator? When's the last time you exercised? When's the last time you ate healthy? When's the last time you did anything to to at least try? Right now, if you consistently do all those things and you still can't lose weight, okay, then you know maybe maybe genetics has something to do with it. But you know, a chance you're gonna lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. Thing I, I think with that kid. You know, you could always send this to him and he could listen to it. I would say, like, you know, whatever's in this country, like, whatever you want to do, you can make it happen. As long as you just push hard enough and you work hard enough, like, who would have ever thought 
you know, years ago, walking into Yosemite National Park and looking at like the rock face El Capitan, like who nobody would ever climb that without a rope. That's like it's literally yeah. impossible, right? Well, now somebody's climbed it without a rope. You know, it's like there was uh, I was watching this guy talk about they go around and do the they have this bucket list. Have you heard about these guys? I think they had a show, but basically the whole point of the show is like you can make your bucket list items happen as long as you just push hard enough. And one of the things, these were just like young kids, and one of the things on their bucket list was playing basketball with Barack Obama. Hmm. So they literally came to D.C., didn't know anybody in D.C., and that was their goal. They were going to play basketball with the president. They started um, making calls to, like, just the typical people, you know, things you'd find in the Yellow Pages, White House, whatever, off front office. And, of course, they got no, 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 100 no's, a million no's. And then they started thinking like, well, let's go, you know, we heard maybe if you work with your congressman, you can get a, you know, you can get into the White House and maybe we could talk to somebody that can make it happen. The congressman like took them on a tour, but no, they weren't going to be able to, you know, meet the president or play basketball because he's got that court in the back that he used to play on. So they, he basically told the story of like all the no's and it was like a long process. They jumped through all these hoops. They tried to get in the basketball league where somebody that used to play basketball with the president was in this league so they could talk to him finally connected with him um hmm. he tried to make it happen but they were like sorry no it's not just not going to work and all that to say it's, it was a really long story but at the end of the day they just kept pushing 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 got a million no's and then finally they got invited to the basketball hoop somehow they met somebody who knew something where let them in some staffer got him into the basketball hoop and said we'll let you play on the hoop with the president so, you know we're real sorry he's not here you're not going to play with the president but they had all, they had basically just realized these guys are not going to stop. And so as they were out, I mean, they had like their iPhones on and President Obama came around the corner. He's like, hey, I heard you guys want to play some basketball. Dude, that's awesome. It, like, who would have thought going to D.C. knowing not a single soul that you could play basketball with the president? But yet they just push, 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 and it happens. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, those stories are awesome, man, right? Like when you hear those yeah. things of just persistence right it's it's inspiring and i don't care i don't care who it is or what it is like that's that's inspiring and anybody who like just literally is told no and no and no and no or or you know the guy that just constantly gets the crap beat out of them but still yeah. keeps coming back for more right it's like you're just like yeah man like that's that's what it's all about right it's it's drive it's perseverance and and the thing is, that stuff will eventually subside, right? Like, like you said, most people, I think, you know, I mean, just in the sales world, most people say no 10 times on average before they say yes, right? So, I mean, even with, like, think of, like, with your kids, right? You know, Dad, can I have dessert? No. Dad, please, can I have dessert? No. Dad, come on. Can I just have dessert? No. Hey, can I just have one cookie? No. Right? And eventually, you're like, all right, fine. Yeah, go ahead and have one cookie. And then they get a cookie and you're like, you know what, dude, have two. Right? Like, and it's, and it's funny because there are times where I get like furious. I'm like, will you shut up? Will you stop asking the same question over and over again? But then there's times where in, in my head, I'm like, boy, like, good job. You keep, keep that persistence up. You keep going, keep, keep going until you get what you want. Right? Like, yeah. and I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. It's, it's, uh. I got a new shirt too, by the way. New seventy-five hard shirt. So, so <laughs> I got, my collection is growing. 
Do you want to hear what happened to me a couple nights ago, maybe five, six nights ago? I was up maybe like midnight doing some dishes. I put my hand into a glass to wash it with the sponge. And as I was kind of putting some pressure to force my into the glass, the glass shattered. And so my the outside of my pinky finger hit the newly shard off glass. And I got seven Ooh. stitches there. Damn. That whole thing was flopped over, like, leading out pretty good. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy. So it was, like, by the time we got to the ER, because I, I put, like, some ice on it, put some um, some pressure on it, thinking maybe it would stop, but it was just, like, kept bleeding. So I went to the ER. They, um, maybe two and a half, three hours later, like, three in the morning, got these stitches put in there. It was just, <laughs> just crazy. Um so it was funny, like I was thinking about, you know, how I try to like, we see the opportunity and the challenge and all that, because it sucks. Like you can't, and it was on my dominant hand. It's like my right hand. Sure. You're kind of like, there's a lot of stuff you want to do now that it's hard to do, or like you start doing it with your left. Um, but I was just thinking the other day, like there are opportunities in this setback because think of like, you know, who couldn't use a little bit more coordination in their left hand? Yeah. Who couldn't use or strength in their left hand. Like I've found myself doing things where like my muscles are getting tight in my left hand. It's like, well, that arm just needs to be more strengthened. So. Dude, that's, that's what bodybuilders do, right? Bodybuilders to keep the symmetry, they brush their teeth with their left hand. They wipe their ass with their left hand or their non-dominant hand just to, just to make sure. And, and you know, I mean, dude, bodybuilders are a little bit, you know, anal, <laughs> right? But that's, that's yeah. what they do to make sure. Cause you know, you don't want to, last thing you want to do if you're going to show is you got this, gigantic right arm and this little skin you know skinny string bean left arm you're gonna lose like man yeah you know. yeah well plus they're they're wearing thongs too so that's a whole nother that's a whole nother level dude like that's i'm all whole, about that's a whole yeah i don't quite understand yeah i'm all about the I, lifting the I, lifting I, being wanted, strong for sure <laughs> i can see wanting to be jacked out of your mind but getting on stage in a little bikini and yeah. winning a prize yeah and, and and surrounded I mean, by a bunch of dudes. <laughs> Especially the dudes that aren't natural. They're all roided up. Like, I mean, what do you really... There's a big cost to that. Yeah, it's called death at 45. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Right? I mean, unless you're Arnold, right? I mean, Arnold Arnold survived and Ferrigno survived, but... You know, but yeah. like even like guys like... Uh, like Ronnie Coleman. I don't know if you remember Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman was like... Yep. The, the man, I mean, he's still big, but he's like, he's got like boobies now, you know? Like, it's just, it's crazy, because he, he used to have like pecs, like one one peck was like a size 48 chest. <laughs> like, you know, now it's just like saggy little sacks. Yeah, it's crazy. He was on um, Joe Rogan a while back. I don't know if you heard that one. No, I missed but it. It's a crazy story. He was like the just the most genetically gifted just freak muscles ever and he was lifting weights so much heavier than everyone else and it was just like one of those just crazy just natural things yeah monster oh um, yeah yeah speaking of rogan rogan's doing the uh the carnivore diet because i guess it's uh national or it's like carnivore month really? so yeah so he's doing the carnivore diet all meat that's it you just eat meat for the whole month Dude, that that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, he he uh, he put something out today saying that you know day five, 
And he, he said it's amazing how good he feels and how much energy he has. Really? Yeah. So, I don't know. I know he was he was shitting his pants like the first day. He said like, the first 24 hours, it was like just crazy. No vegetables? Just meat. Yeah. Just meat. Just meat. So, and I, I thought about doing it, right? Because I'm doing phase two now. And I thought about it, but I'm, I'm doing keto again. I'm like, I'll just do keto. It's easy. Yeah. Um, but the meat thing sounded cool. Just walk, drink, or can you have like zero calorie drinks? Or I don't, I don't know. I don't know what what else. I, I maybe you can have. I think you can just have water. I think you're just having water and and meat. Not coffee, black coffee. <laughs> I, you know, maybe he is. I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't see why he couldn't. Right? I mean, yeah. so all I'm it's doing really is I'm doing you know, keto, water, and coffee. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, man, it's, uh, you know, the, the, like, like, like we said earlier, I mean, 2020, 2021, 2022, it's, it's a, it's a long year. That's what it is. Right. It's like a look at it at decades. I think when you get to our age, right, you look at it as, all right, you know, this decade, I'm going to do this, you know, next decade, I'm going to do that. Right. You don't look at it as year to year because yeah, who gives a crap? Right. Like, yeah, I don't know, and I know you've talked yeah. about New Year's resolutions in the past too, and I, you know, I, I think they're silly, right? I mean, like for me, like I, I do annual goals, but my goals mm-hmm. are the same every year, right? Yeah. It's, and it's basically like be a good human being, like be a better father, be a better husband, and here's what you got to do to do it. I mean, pretty simple, yeah. right? Um, yeah, but yeah, I think like if you have like daily goals too like if there's certain things you know you need to do and certain you know you don't need to do yeah. and you can just stick to those things everything kind of works itself out oh like I, absolutely of, you lose 50 pounds if you're just working out every day like those 50 pounds will take care of themselves yep. so it's like just getting more um tactical or more like focused on what you have to do right. and then the big picture kind of like Life works out. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it totally does, man. I mean, it's, you know, but but again, that that all falls into persistence. It all falls into do what you need to do, you know, whether you feel like it or you don't feel like it. Just do it, right? Get it done, and you'll be fine, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, that's that's really what seventy five hard's all about, right? I mean, it's nothing in there. I mean, let's be honest, nothing in there is rocket science. Nothing in yeah. there is like, oh man, like so I should be reading every day. Oh. Or oh man, I should be exercising or oh I should be eating right. Like what a brilliant idea. It's all yeah. stuff that I mean everybody's known that forever. It's just it's a matter of knowing it and doing something about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Yeah. So with you, like I've I've never really been a drinker, but did you feel like when you started drinking a little bit again? And then was it hard to now stop or no, do you but, feel a big difference if you drink or no? I mean, you know, it, it was, I definitely put, I put weight back on, you know, drinking beer, like especially over the holidays. But yeah. I mean, for me, so like I had, so on Saturday, I was planning on starting phase two on Monday, right? That was my plan for the last month and a half. But yeah. on Saturday night, you know, I had some whiskey at like 1.30 in the morning, right? Whiskey, went to bed, you know, 2, 2.30. 2. 
And then as I was laying in bed, I'm like, you know what? I'm starting tomorrow. Why not? Yeah. And I, so I woke up in the morning and boom, did my first workout, took the picture, drank the water, read the book, like it, like that, right? But the, but I will say after doing phase one, like to me doing phase two, it's almost like a joke. Yeah. Like it's like, dude, this isn't like I feel like when I finish everything, I'm like, all right, I must have missed something. There's got to be something else to do. Right, so which is kind of cool because I think back to when we first started seventy five hard, and like that first week, you're like, oh my god, like this is so much stuff to get done. Oh my god, like how do I have the time? But now, I mean, like I get up at four thirty, and by six o'clock, I've already done a workout, I've already taken a cold shower, I've already read, I've already had half the water, and I've already taken a picture. You know, by six yeah. in the morning, so. You're like, all right, so I've accomplished more in the first hour and a half of the day before anybody else will will accomplish anything in a whole day. Yeah. Right? Like, that, yeah. but it's a confidence booster, right? I mean, it's, it is. It's a confidence booster. And, you know, I mean, I know it's mental toughness, but I think what it is is it's like put one foot in front of the other and then, and then worry about the next step and then take another step. Don't worry about how am I going to get from here to five miles from here. Just start yeah. moving. Just start going in that direction, and everything will take care of itself, right? Um, That's good stuff. Yeah, man. Well, uh, you know what? Tag up here sooner than later. Good, uh, yeah. good chat. Good start to the year. Another, uh, another big year here, right? So we'll keep. Here, uh, today's the Georgia elections. Have you heard what's going on there? I had. Well, last I heard was earlier today. Both races are tied. Ah. Don't know how. Don't know how. <laughs> like, <laughs> Both tied. So it's like four to four. I don't know. Like, what, what does that mean? Tied. <laughs> yeah. When are things ever exactly tied? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there. I don't. I don't know. I've decided to just focus on things that we can control, and it's not yeah, that man. right now. You know. Do. Because otherwise, you get all worked up and ticked off and. Yeah, there's there's there is no way that you can tell me that they didn't cheat in this election. But I'm not sure that you can convince me that there hasn't been cheating going on in every election that we've ever had. I, I don't know, you know, who knows? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's there's too much uh, uncertainty. You know, I think the only way to really change it is to put term limits across the board on everybody and mm -hmm. say and and also say, "Hey, by the way, if you don't do your job halfway through your four-year tenure, then you're out of here. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the thing I think is, like, with all the technology we have, maybe we've already talked about this. There's really no way to, like, register a fingerprint. I mean, I did all my signing of my house uh, remotely through some secure thing with a secure um, – what do you call the guys that do the stamps when you write your name? Oh, um, notary. Yeah, like remote notary, like with all the technology we have, we can't have a system of like you, you put in a fingerprint and that's you and you get one vote and that's it. And the whole process is done in like an hour. Like you log into your system and in this time frame and we know the results within an hour. Like but, how is that not? But here's the thing. They, they can do it, but you can't yeah. cheat if you do it that way. Right? Like it's, yeah. it's it, it, honestly, it's almost like they're like, hey, guys, we invented, we don't want that. That's, come on. Yeah. 
Like, it's like American Idol, right? American Idol, they can tally up, you know, 120 million votes in a matter of seconds. Yeah. How? How can they do that? And, and, and first off, that's a whole other sad story. How do they get 100 plus million votes when we can't get that in a presidential election? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like come on, guys. You know, so again, it's like we said earlier, where there's a will, there's a way, right? Like if they truly wanted to fix all these things that need to be fixed, they couldn't fix them. They 100% can fix them. They don't want to fix them. Yeah. Right? Because for all I know, who's to say, now this is real conspiracy stuff, right? Who's to say that the same people that cheated in this election to elect Biden weren't the same people that cheated in 2016 to make sure that Trump won, just to cause chaos between Republicans and, the, and Democrats. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I'm just saying, I think this is bigger than one man. This is bigger than, than Donald Trump. This is bigger than Joe Biden. Because honestly, you cannot tell me that Joe Biden is the best candidate that could have possibly run for office. It's not possible, no. right? Like, there has to be some nefarious activity going on there in some capacity. I don't know what capacity. Maybe we'll never know. Who knows? Maybe it's the aliens, right? Maybe Trump will declassify the alien talk. I don't know, you know? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about what was in this last stimulus bill? No. Okay, so in this bill where the same, I, don't, I haven't really researched, but the same one where you should get your $600 check is language talking about in 180 days we are going to release information on alien ufos and aliens and stuff i'm thinking like okay if if there was ever a way to distract the american population with like a new administration coming in wanting to do a bunch of stuff and you want to kind of like distract people just have them like counting down 180 days till they're going to learn about aliens like, how insane is that? Dude. They're going to stay, going to give people a time frame to say, you know, what is that? In six months, whatever it is. Yeah. We're going to release this information. People are going to be freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just another thing yeah. to stress people out over. Yeah. Right. I mean, between that, the vaccines and this and that and, you know, protests and, you know, it's, it's crazy, yeah. man. You know, just talk her down and enjoy life. For the record, for the record, unless I see an alien sneak into my bedroom at night, and I'm completely coherent, and I see him with my own two eyes, there's no way I'll believe in aliens. That's that's how I am with the dinosaurs, man. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. maybe they're real, maybe they're not. I don't know. But I will never go on record saying yes, they are real. Yeah. All right, man. All right. I'll catch up with you later, man. All right. Talk Later, to you. Later, bro.